0: As a firefighter, he always had a mustache, finally shaved it off, I decided to post that. Lo and behold, it went viral because of our accents.
1: What accent? We had this really long conversation with Cam and Mal. So I left there with the mindset, I'm like, okay, I think I'm actually going to quit. Next weekend, we went to church. I've never been to church and heard a sermon about like leaving things when it's time. And that was the sermon. I'm like, if yes. I don't quit tomorrow, right. like yes. he's going to strike me down.
0: Yes. <laughs> Life happened. The miscarriage, then getting pregnant again, even after... After like going through the miscarriage, I'm like, okay, is this something I have to share? How
2: quickly did you get pregnant after your miscarriage?
0: Two months. Wow.
2: Welcome back to the Fortitude Podcast. We're your hosts, Micah and Sarah. And we have the pleasure of having our first guests on. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Hello, everyone. Instagram, TikTok. YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, Sensations.
0: And now a podcast. And now Yard a podcast. kind. kind you guys. Nice.
2: Yeah, too nice. Um, you guys are our first guests, son.
0: I feel so honored and special. And we I, had same. just discovered that we're y'all's fourth guest. Uh-huh. And then Sarah well, was no, my not fourth, fourth,
2: guest, fourth. no, fourth guest. Fourth episode. No, fourth episode.
0: Yeah. And she was on my fourth episode. Oh. Meant to be. Aligned. Meant
2: to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks for, Papa. Thanks for... <laughs>
3: thanks for having us in your home guys we really appreciate it oh my gosh of course of course course. anytime
2: your your home is beautiful it it is and and, um and so is
3: the love inside yeah Yeah. wow (laughs) home is where the heart is but it really is you know when you walk in someone's home and you can feel that it's like a peaceful love-filled place Mm -hmm. or not like that it's like so comfortable here like i slept like so that is so night. such a compliment. Yeah. yeah. that is. Okay. Thank you. That's sweet. Well, yeah. y'all are
0: gonna host us soon in your Absolutely. New York apartment. Yes. Come <laughs> on over.
2: It's very similar to Alabama. <laughs> we don't have bold nuts.
0: Oh, we, bold gotta, nuts. we gotta take y'all to get bold peanuts.
2: That's a must. Bold, bold
0: peanuts. peanuts. Yeah. 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 Gotta be Which careful how you say if, that.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> boiled, but but apparently bold, that's what that's how they say it. Bold peanuts. Okay, I can't wait to try it. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh, it's going to blow your mind. Maybe we can find mind.
1: some. It's usually like a fall kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Really?
1: peanut season.
2: Oh. Um, so maybe wait,
1: we can find some. Wait, so are really w- in season
2: or not season?
0: Wet.
1: I mean, you can get them year round. Yeah. They're, they're like in juice. Peanut, they peanuts harvest peanuts in, peanuts juice. in the fall. But they're really good.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like there's lots of juice. You pick it out and then they're mm-hmm. in the shell still. You use your teeth or you use your fingers, crack it open. And then you know how like a peanut uh-huh. is dry? Yeah. yeah. It's like.
1: It's squishy. soft. It's like a bean.
0: Yeah. It becomes a bean. Interesting, wow. y'all. It's so good. It's a salty snack. Oh okay. wow! Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't taste like peanut butter. I huh. guess like when uh, our, really our
2: our bold peanuts in New York would be pizza. Yeah, <laughs> like what New York is- pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like staple. Oh, like a thing. Yeah, like I a was staple. like, I'm trying to think of like, like what pizza. would a New York staple be, and it'd probably be. New I also pizza. think of bagels. Bagels. Oh, I think yes, of new York the bagels, bagels are real. Oh, yeah, real good.
0: Okay, so we got to get pizza. We got to yeah. get bagels. A lot of carbs. Get rid yeah. of the yeah. carb load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll bring
1: carb my <laughs> insulin. Yeah. I'm a carb guy, so we're
2: good. I'm so excited for this conversation and where it's going to lead to, and I just I believe it's going to be really impactful. And yeah, you guys might learn a little something new. So you know. Okay, they get, I know that you guys have said this and got this a lot where people are saying are they really like that when you meet them? And I'll be on record to say they are not.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They are so kind. (laughs) Hunter
2: is way more jacked uh, in person. And and Devin is just way kinder.
4: Oh so
3: uh,
2: Seriously. Yeah, no, yes. you, guys, you guys you guys are authentic through and through, like what, um, on screen, off screen. So let's start at the beginning, because you guys are like middle school sweethearts.
0: Basically. Right? Yeah, pretty much. End of eighth grade. Then we had the summer to kind of hang out, get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Then we started high school, but we went to separate schools. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went to like a public school. He went to a Christian private school. Complete different vibes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we dated for, I mean, obviously all of high school and then got engaged the same year I graduated, like a few months. Yeah. And then we married the following year. Wow. So we got married very young. We were 19, but we were together all that time. So we knew we wanted to be together. Yeah. But it was different because we were the boyfriend girlfriend eighth graders mm-hmm. and then how to develop into okay we're getting married so we matured together mm-hmm. in ways but that mm-hmm. that was hard yeah. yeah you know so now we've been together it's been 11 years eleven and a half years and we've been married six
2: wow wow mm-hmm. so you so you, you were together for how long before you married by the um, time
0: we got married it was like five five years,
2: years. five right. years yeah okay was there ever a time where you thought should I see what else is out there? You know, I don't know. Right. Like, you know, not in a negative way, just being mm-hmm. like you were always, you know, it was like the same person since middle school. And uh, that's not most people's stories. You right. Know. And so was there ever a point in, in either of your mind of like, wow, OK, this is somebody that I've been with literally since I was, uh, able to walk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, Basically. And so like, this is kind of like, uh, just trusting that this is going to be a
1: good, this mm-hmm. is the, the right one.
0: I'm curious to see what Hunter has to say. It's <laughs> a good question. I
1: think that we know that the, the short answer is no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in high school and we would like go through things, but uh, like I said, we were so young and like immature I, I think we mentioned that to each other. Like, should we kind of?
0: Like a should we. A should yeah. we,
1: you know, should we try other things? Should, should we, you know, see if, I guess, if we liked different people? And it never lasted. I think the longest, like, break that we took was only, what, like a week?
0: A week, <laughs> yeah. And we still and we, talked,
1: like, the entire <laughs> really? time. So it was it was obvious. And that was another reason why I think we got married. We decided to get married so young is that, it was obvious to both of us that like we really wanted to be together mm-hmm. because we were, we sacrificed like things that we had originally planned to do just to be together more and earlier, sooner, mm-hmm. younger. Yeah. Um,
0: like going yeah. off to college and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know, cause we were senior year. We're like, all right, well just cause we felt like it was a thing to do. Like you have to go off. So where are you going? What do you yeah. want to be? Um, and <clears throat> I think, We were, it was going to be different schools Mm -hmm. that was heartbreaking because I don't know, it's just such an unexplainable thing. And like thinking about now, especially having a daughter, like if she got a boyfriend at 13, I feel like we'd be like, No, ma'am, you're too young. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, right. But we, I was 13. Wow, that's we were wild, but it was the immature boyfriend girl. So our parents were just like, I remember his parents always saying. I wish y'all would have met later on, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Why are you dooming us? Yeah. You know, yeah. like assuming yeah. we would break up, yeah? Because y- you do. It is a rare thing mm-hmm. for there to be high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, so, high school
2: sweethearts that that end up end like, up together, you know, end up together, right? Okay. Yeah, and L- so let alone m- middle school. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I th- or I, I guess it's 13, high school.
3: End of eighth grade, she
0: said. Yeah, so it is yeah. middle school going yeah. into high school. Yeah, uh, I think what's really neat about our story too is, I mean, y'all know high school, you're a different person. Mm. College, you're a different person. Even after college, you're a different person. Mm -hmm. And we talked about our brains don't even fully develop till you're 25. So we had to relearn each other at every stage. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because we kept becoming, we were growing into Mm -hmm. the person God created us at different stages and we had to do that together. And so now like, who I'm sitting by is so different than right. the guy I dated in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's what, wild. Was there any
3: of those seasons that were like, that was harder than, than another?
1: That's what I was about to say. Hot mm-hmm. take. The most recent season change has been the hardest on us mm-hmm. out of all of them. Like by far, it's not even, a, it's not even close yeah. and
2: by recent. Like uh,
1: what, what transition or what I think transition like into parenthood mm-hmm. was Apparently. a, was a huge change for us.
0: Yeah. Because we went from all this time it just being us. And then even we had three years of marriage, so we're still developing and maturing. And even though in those moments you think you've peaked your maturity, you're mature, <laughs> yeah, you're good. Always. And even looking back to, I mean, I was 22 when I got pregnant with Ivy. And now we're 25. And I'm like, I've matured so much since then, being a, becoming a mom. Mm-hmm. And so we went from it just being us to now this new responsibility, a child, and that shook us. Mm. That is probably yeah. the first time that we had, like, because before that, you know, people would ask about our relationship, and we're like, "Oh, it's all great," you know, like, "Yeah, there's hardships, but really nothing bad." Mm. Becoming parents rocked us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were young. We, yeah, yeah.
2: We, we were twenty-two.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's 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 super young, and I'm sure it, it it sped up. I feel, I mean, we're not parents yet. But I feel like parenthood, it forces you to learn things that you would never be able to learn if you didn't become parents or didn't have a child. Um, so many things that you probably had to grow in and and sacrifice that it just brings in a different dynamic, I'm sure. But, it, you know, continue on. Sorry, I didn't mean to.
0: No. Yeah, that you know. it's so true.
1: I mean, just something simple like we never argued or never even bickered really ever. Until we had Ivy. And it took a few months because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, thinking about it now, the newborn stage was like, or when you're in the moment, the newborn stage is like next to impossible. Thinking about it now, it's like, oh, that really wasn't so bad.
0: (laughs) Try toddler (laughs) exactly, Exactly.
1: (laughs) The older that she got and the more, I guess, responsibility that it really took just took like a really big toll on us. And that's when we started. And it wasn't like we were obviously you know, we just, we just did start bickering more. We Mm -hmm. started arguing more and that was something that we had to try to overcome and get used to. It's like, okay, we're going to have, I guess sometimes different opinions on things. Mm -hmm. We're going to have different experiences and interpret things different ways. And so we had to adjust to that.
0: Right. Cause that was sad. It was, it almost, we went through a mourning phase, even though it was one of the happiest moments of our life having a child but for our relationship, it was it was hard because it was sad. You know, you go from never bickering, mm-hmm. never arguing, really, and then we're like, "What are we? What is this?" You know, like, "Oh, is this what people are talking about when they say you're out of the honeymoon season or whatever?" Mm-hmm. We also knew, like we we knew how to, to work through it in a way. Like we had good counsel and good mentorship that people, uh, parents, and um. It was just some, a new territory. Mm. But now, looking back, like we're, you know, we're expecting maybe number two. Mm-hmm. So yes. I feel like this time it's going to be so different mm-hmm. because we're prepared
4: mm-hmm. for
0: that. Yeah. Um, but also, 22 years old, we were, I feel like our brains were just <laughs> going from the high school us mm-hmm. to adults still mm-hmm. at that age. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. You guys having like, Baby number two is when we met. <laughs> if you want to put yeah. that in perspective? Yeah, like age, yeah. age-wise, <laughs> age-wise wow. for us. Wow, like mm-hmm. age-wise, like when you when you guys got married, I probably kissed a girl for the first time. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad. It was like sixteen, but uh, you know, it it was just I I can't even like uh, imagine being at that age. But I'm sure it, it kind of forced you guys to really mature and grow up, uh, like super like super quickly. Did it come to a point, you know, in this new season where you're like, okay, I noticed that we're bickering a lot more than we normally do. And was that was it a conversation that, that you guys ended up having? And did you implement certain things in your life so that you can get through this season a little bit better and just have more of an understanding? Or, do, you know, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think we had a conversation like that. You know, you like, definitely. why are we, why are we acting this way to each other? Um, and it was just like a moment of, from what I remember, it was just really a moment of self-reflection, like for both of us and saying, okay, what is this? You know, why are we acting this way? And we really had to, you know, like I said, self-reflect and deep dive into what's going on in our lives that's causing us to act this way to each other. Something that we had never experienced before. And we did that and we were able to, you know, realize the the root cause of it mm-hmm. and it got better over time. We learned how to, like in the moments that we were bickering or arguing, we learned to not necessarily stop, but be like, okay, it's okay that we are differing on whatever the issue is, mm. but we need to talk about it, through it, talk through it instead of bickering. Coming
0: it, like, at or, each other yeah, and realizing, okay, we are we're one we're on a team Mm -hmm. our child like she it's not mom versus dad like we are mom and dad Mm -hmm. together and so that was a learning curve in and of itself is I think one of the root was we were so distracted by becoming parents and we had misplaced our priorities it all got out of whack and Mm -hmm as Christians, when God is not first, everything just feels like chaos. Mm -hmm. Like at that time I was also going through like postpartum depression and Mm -hmm. things like that. And my priorities were so out of order. Like Ivy was my idol and without meaning for her to be. Mm -hmm. And so, and then same for him, like he's just, our focus was just on her. It's like, we kind of just displaced each other unintentionally. And it caused that, season of that and so once we figured out the root in that okay we've got to put god back first Mm -hmm. individually because it has to be individual then we can be able to grow together it's awesome like talking about it and seeing how far we've come since like ivy's almost three and now it's been so much better Mm -hmm. for us
3: you know as christians we know that we're that we're supposed to put God first before our spouse, before our child. And in theory, it sounds great, but in practice, it can be so difficult. Did you guys have, like, how were there, like, tangible, practical, daily things?
0: <laughs> were there tangible,
3: practical, daily things that you guys did that helped you, like, get your vertical alignment back in the proper order?
0: Yeah, the I would say the practical things is just being in the Word, of course, and... Um, like for me, it was just trying to set my mind on things above. And so when I was getting ready, I would turn on worship music and things that I it would just help me feel connected to God. And then, you know, he comes before Ivy. That's the priority order. And so just to check in on each other more and my self-reflection, you have to swallow your pride, mm-hmm. you know, and I Realize that I would, it's almost like you don't even hear yourself until we had that conversation. And then when it would happen, I would try to like take myself out of it and look on the outside looking in and be like, girl, do you see how you're communicating to him? You know, and that's yeah. why he's responding this way. And now you're stuck in this crazy cycle of on and on and on. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the root cause was that we weren't putting God first. And I think that we honestly, really never made that a priority throughout the majority of our relationship. I would say that there was a time that we, that we did um, Mm -hmm. like really in the end of high school. But once we got married and we kind of let that slack again,
0: Mm -hmm. multiple seasons of it,
1: Yeah, which that was fine and it's not fine, but I'm saying it was fine because we didn't really experience any problems until the new addition. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then you add her because it was it was basically us then god okay now you have her then us then god so he's moving down mm-hmm. and the further that he gets from the top the worse we were mm-hmm. in our relationship mm-hmm. yeah so once we realized that and we started making a conscious effort to put him back as our number one priority that is when it made the biggest difference yeah
0: and when we say that too i think it meant even doing the laundry not doing it for the expectations of him to notice or vice versa, to get a compliment, be like, thank you so much. It was, I'm doing this out of a servant's heart Mm -hmm. for God, Mm -hmm. basically, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it made it feel that way, you know, because you were working a butt ton, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm like, is he not noticing I'm cleaning the house or all this? So then whenever you change your mindset, be like, "He, I'm not doing this for the expectation of being appreciated. Mm -hmm. I know it's nice, but it just, it healed so much. Like for me, mm-hmm. self-reflecting in that way.
2: No, that's really good. That is very good. Yeah. Cause I was about to ask for, for the person listening who, you know, you hear that a lot, especially as Christians is like, you know, you should put God first, but what does that look like practically mm-hmm. in your life? Like what, what does that actually look like? Because it, it, it you know, for somebody, who's maybe new to Christianity, or maybe is just exploring their faith. Like, what does that, what does that look like? What does that mean to put God first? Exactly.
0: Right. Because you can't see God, Right, you know? And so that's what it's just.
2: Does that just mean you're praying all day and you're reading (laughs) your Bible all day, you know?
0: It's such a mental shift. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get in the practice of just the house chores, just, you know, honestly, for me, it was, just consciously my head, like, talking to him, and like, I'm doing this for you, I'm doing this for you. (laughs) Or, you know, (laughs) and then gradually it becomes natural. Mm -hmm. And because, yes, the easy things is getting in the Word every day and um, worship music, prayer, all that, but you still have life to do. And so while you're doing the dishes, you can be talking to the Lord or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then just every action I make or before you speak or have a conversation, I'm just like, okay, God, just help this not be hurtful or, you know, take everything through the God filter, basically.
1: Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Um, I really started, like, read my Bible, just started because I wasn't ever really before consistently. So I started that, and that, to me, like, because I would get up early in the morning and I read, and that's not ideal for everybody, but for me that works because that kind of keeps me remembering throughout the day. If things happen, I say, okay, you know what? And if I go like a couple days or something without doing it, I can tell a big difference. You know, it's my flesh reacting to things. And I don't feel like I have that like God filter to be able to like properly evaluate situations and not overreact.
3: I relate to that so much because it is, you let like life get the best of you. Mm -hmm. And then you go five days and you're like, why do I feel so off? (laughs) Yeah. Why am I like being so snippy or whatever it is? And I'm
0: like, Oh, I have not been reading my Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get back in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. <laughs> it's so wild how the biggest difference it really does make. Yeah. You know, because outsiders looking in, like, people who aren't believers, they're just like, it's a book. Right. But right, it's so right. much more than that. It mm-hmm. really brings life. It's alive. It's And it really makes a difference. And seeing him read his Bible every day, it motivates me. And I appreciate that so much because I trust him. Mm-hmm. more because I know he's getting fed spiritually.
1: Yeah, and I want to I'd like to add to that. Like when you say that you when you see me doing it, it helps you. So there was a there's a person that I worked with for a long time and he had basically a life changing moment. He's a person that he always he always said he was a Christian, but he never like really walked it out. And I saw that change in him like almost overnight and <clears throat> just Working with him consistently, and I'm not saying he was perfect, obviously, by any means, but I could just tell the difference in him Mm -hmm. overnight. And it without even realizing it, like he was encouraging me to become more of that person, more Mm -hmm. of a spiritual leader. Basically, what I'm saying is seeing somebody doing it Mm -hmm. makes some can sometimes make the biggest difference. Absolutely, I think that's
2: it. it, It's like convicting that happens a lot in everything. Like you can read books and you can learn how to be a, a better person or be a better Christian or. Or be a better father or a husband. But like I feel like seeing somebody walk it out, you it so much is caught, like versus taught. So like you you catch things from watching people's examples. It's more convicting than just reading some uh, words on a page sometimes. And that can be really powerful. That's why association is so key. And like I love that you guys talked about how you know you had some mentors and you had people in your life that helped you through some of that, um, time. Cause I've, I feel like that is really major in when you're going through some battles or going through, um, some struggle, whether it's in your, your relationship or in your life to have people that can pour into you that maybe is a little bit further along in those, in those, uh, areas that can help kind of fill those gaps. They, they see it from a different perspective. Let's back it up. And talk about kind of your rise to social media. So before social media, you were a firefighter. Yep. And w- did w- did you go to school or, uh, or go to college for – you went to college for
0: – Yes, physical therapist mm-hmm. assistant, yes. yeah. Okay. Um, so I graduated with that, and whenever I was in school, he was working a job that – he was bringing home like $400 a week. So thank goodness for financial aid that got me through college. Yep. So graduated, got a job. I was working it for a year. Um, and for us, but going from him only making $400 every two weeks to me bringing home a paycheck and it was decent. Then he became a firefighter. Mm-hmm. So I say I was basically the breadwinner <laughs> at, that, at that time because mm-hmm. I was bringing home, decent income. And then COVID hit and then I wasn't needed really. And so, but in that it all happened at the perfect time because I was figuring out my purpose and what am I doing? Like, what is, what is God want of me? I felt like I was just going through the motions of life, like work or whatever. And it just, I felt like there was a calling on my life and Mm -hmm. I just wasn't there yet. And so I ended up quitting and then got pregnant with Ivy. So the timeline was perfect. And so we're like, okay, that's, that's what that was for. Mm-hmm. So it was a stay at home mom. I started YouTube just to document my pregnancy and all of that. And then I kind of got discouraged. Like after I had IV, I kind of fell off a little bit because it was a, having a newborn plus editing YouTube videos. It was, I can't imagine a lot of work. I yeah. know. I can't yeah.
2: imagine that. But
0: at that point I wasn't making money off of our YouTube or anything. So it was just for fun. Mm-hmm. So that was cause I was a stay at home mom. Well, I was a stay at home mm-hmm. wife while I was pregnant. Had Ivy, fell off YouTube, and then I had to edit our birth vlog, so I ended up posting that, and then that got a little bit more traction, and that kind of sparked it back in me. Be like, okay, people, I I should keep going, you know? And, you know, I struggled with postpartum depression for a few months, and I got on medication, so that helped just kind of get me back to normal. Mm -hmm. And then it was September of 2021. I I downloaded TikTok. I actually had saw... Some other creators like talk about they were YouTubers. Didn't really happen for them. Then they started TikTok and mm-hmm. it got them a following on YouTube. So that was my end goal was YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I was like, I guess I'll download TikTok and make some videos. Yep. So I made the cringiest videos. I was just <laughs> all the voiceover stuff. Like sure. it was really big back then and it was just silly mom content stuff and
1: they're still on our page they're so still if you're cool. really dedicated back no, if, you if you're all really the way down, dedicated you can scroll down scroll i haven't scrolled
0: down in so long but one time i did and these comments were like so this is where it started huh <laughs> <laughs> wow
2: like, people went went all the way back that's yeah awesome. that's awesome yeah hilarious. i think that's good though to, to be able to like see where you came from oh, because that's everyone uh-huh. I, I i was hearing a podcast of this guy who's like absolutely exploiting you know millions of subscribers on youtube and uh is just doing really well and talked about how he went back and listened to his first podcast and he was just like it was so unbearable to listen to you only know what you know at that time and you grow like you're just never going to be amazing right off the get-go at (laughs) anything you do and you just have to have that grace with yourself where the doing is where the learning is you just have to do you fail you learn from it and you just keep growing and so i think it's it's kind of nice to look back and just see how far you've gone. Cause I know Ooh. that probably a couple, even a couple years from now, you'll look back at some ones that for you did sure. this past year uh-huh. and you're like, Oh my gosh, wow, look how far I've come. <laughs> I yes. know. It just yes. always adapts and you just grow
0: for sure. Yeah. And so I was making those videos and it was for me. It gave me like a fulfillment almost like it was therapy. Hmm. And so, I mean, cause he was working a lot of overtime as a firefighter just so to make ends meet. So I was at home with our daughter, who was a new baby. And so it was just, it was fun.
1: It gave her something to look forward to. It was like, oh, I can make a video to this audio today and edit it and blah, blah, blah. It
0: gave me something to do while she was napping or whatever. So I wasn't bored. (laughs) And so from like September to December, it was just me. He would be in some of them. Like if I found a voiceover that it was like both parts and he would do it gladly cuz he was very supportive that's he has always been my biggest cheerleader i mean even quitting my job when i was making the most money for our family you know as hard as it was he was like okay do do what you feel like the lord's telling you to do i'm um, support it mm-hmm. and then so, i want to start youtube okay well, just tell me what i need to do to help okay i'm downloading tiktok <laughs> okay i'll be in some videos if you want you know but never a uh, Never did we think we'd be here now. Heck no. No. He's like, you know, <laughs> I'm a firefighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I grew my own following, like 25,000 followers in yeah. a few months just by my cringy content. And that's yeah. from TikTok. Yeah. Right? And I say cringy in the best way because I was so young. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, they're funny yeah. looking back.
2: So before, just for timeline's sake, mm-hmm. before TikTok, you were doing YouTube for how long?
0: It was probably a year at that point. Okay. A for year. a
2: full year trying yes. that out. Yes.
1: You know, kind of... Mm-hmm. Not, not getting, extremely consistent. Not, getting t- not t- consistent. Well, okay. We only made videos when we have something to make videos about. Sure.
0: I started on my phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I filmed
1: yeah.
4: this way, yeah, sure. horizontal.
0: I edited it on iMovie on my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. It just... At the beginning of it all. Right. He always filmed me, like, reactions and stuff. I'm just a very expressive person, and so he just... Thinks I'm hilarious, even if I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah.
4: yeah,
0: which it it keeps our marriage fun. Yeah, and so he sweetly makes fun of me. Yeah, yeah. and so it wasn't odd for him to come in there and film me mm-hmm. his reaction to him shaving his mustache off because as a firefighter he always had a mustache or whatever. Finally shaved it off, and for whatever reason I decided to post that on our page, my page, and it was still Hunter and Devin's page, wasn't it? Like I put that as us because he was on it some. I was like, this really don't fit like my content, <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah. I'll post it, I yeah. guess. Lo and behold, it went viral because of our accents. Mm, yeah. never,
1: what never. accent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <said> our accents. <laughs> because and,
0: our accents. And I'm like, what? I couldn't fathom that. I'm like, yeah. why are people so infatuated with a Southern accent? And then I'm like, Hunter, do I even have an accent? Right. I don't hear it.
2: I mean, you guys are just used to it. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you think any other way? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like when I, when I was in Wisconsin, I kind of like got rid of my, a little bit, uh, the, that dialect. But when I was there, my acting coach would say, you got to get rid of your dialect. I'm like, What kind of dialect are you talking about? Like, I mean, that's literally Southern. So I I can't remember how how, how I did it. It was like cat or or like salad, you know, like that. That's, I guess, a pretty Wisconsin accent.
0: I mean, we were broke. We never traveled. So we never had people really tell us, oh, y'all must be from the South. You have accents, you know. So we were just used to... Living in Alabama, the furthest we've been is Florida, yeah. you know? And I mean, they-
1: I knew I knew it, but Devin's like, what do you mean we have an accent? Like, she just <laughs> couldn't wrap her head around it. And then even to this day, she asked y'all, I noticed, she still asked everybody that we meet, do I have an accent, y'all? Like, what do I sound like? And it, like,
0: I think it's because- like, You
1: sound like, like if butter could talk, <laughs> that would be you.
0: <laughs> butter and fried chicken. Yeah. Yes, butter. It was an insecurity, though. Yeah. When we posted it and people were pointing it out, because then you had the people that were like, "There's no way this is real. There's no way this is a real accent." They thought it was put on. Mm-hmm. They thought I was faking it. Yeah. And so it got me in my head. I'm like, I remember calling my mom. I would ask my friends, like, I talk? Do I talk like this? Do I talk the way I sound in a video? You know? Mm-hmm. And and of course I'm goofier sometimes and whatever. So I insinuate it or what's the word? Exaggerate, Exaggerate yeah. it. So mm-hmm. when we're being goofy and stuff intentionally. Right. And then, so we just decided, I was like, people like this, people like our content. So we started just filming organic stuff and it worked. And we went from 25,000 followers to a million followers in a month.
2: Crazy. And somebody Mm -hmm.
0: told us another creator, Alex and John shout out, love them. They were the first people to come to us (laughs) and say like, Hey, we want to talk to you, give you some advice. And we're just like, "Whoa!" (laughs) like they have a lot of followers. Like they're like, welcome to your new life. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse me? And we were living with his mom at this point. And so his mom just watched it all happen too. And like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's so wild.
2: Having that kind of growth, 25K to a million, like that can be a little overwhelming. And 100%. So, like where it's like, oh gosh, this is like really taking off. And was there ever thoughts of like, I, I, like, I need to keep this going, this momentum going, and I can't like fall off and I need to keep up with this and I need to keep my content... Or, or was it just kind of, did it just happen because it was kind of organic?
0: Yeah, I think it just happened because we didn't know what we didn't know. And so we were just, I didn't think about keeping it up or, I mean, at that point, we, we were did like, we want to keep doing it, Yeah, but we didn't have any expectations on what it would look like. Or, like, we were so content with that. Like, it just blew our minds. I was fine with 25,000 followers. Yeah,
1: we started, she started making, like, a quarter a day on the creator fund. And we were like, that can add up. Yeah,
4: absolutely.
0: And then we started getting approached by management companies. And we were like, we do not need managers. Like, we, okay, let's sit down. We're not that prideful. (laughs) We got to remain humble. Okay? Yeah. And so... It was we almost
1: like, like a joke. We're like managers. Like
0: what who do I, we why? think we are? Like yeah. we're not doing that. Yeah. People here would judge us so much. Yeah. and <laughs> that's hilarious. And then Alex and y'all were like, "Get managers," and I was like. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But I remember getting brand deals, like in our emails, they're like, Hey, we'll pay you 30 bucks for a video. Shout out on this. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're gonna be rich. (laughs) 30 bucks. I'll
3: take it. So as that was happening, as the following was growing rapidly, were you like, I think maybe this is what God has for me. Like, I think this is part of the call that he has on Mm -hmm. my life and maybe it's different than I thought it would be, but I think this is, this is the thing.
0: Backstory, the few months before, like when I started TikTok and stuff, I was in my waiting season. I knew something was coming. I could feel that my purpose was about to be revealed. And I mean, that was years in the making of a year before, whenever I got pregnant I felt when I quit that job, I was like, well, I think my I didn't know what my purpose was, but I mm-hmm. felt like it was coming, you know? And I know we have different purposes in different seasons and all of that, but my purpose in that whole season was waiting and trusting and seeking. Mm-hmm. And so I remember just having a lot of alone time with the Lord and in prayer. And I talked to Hunter a lot and I just, I knew it was almost like prophesied over me that I was going to be an influencer. I had no idea it meant, literally an influencer on social media. Right. It was more of, I felt like it had something to do with social media, but I didn't, I would have never expected it to be that huge because he revealed it to me, like what it was going to be kind of, I, I felt like he was like, just surrender it to me. And this is when I had started TikTok and stuff and we were, I was growing followers. So I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm in the will. I'm in his will, whatever. I knew there was, there had to be more to it though. And so he kept saying, surrender it to me, surrender it to me. And, I felt like it was gonna end up being a job. Like, I felt like we were gonna end up making, being able to provide a little bit for our family through it. Mm-hmm. No idea what that would look like. Cause I was like, how? How do you even do that? And so, anyways, surrender, surrender, surrender. And then finally, one day, and it was the same day that he filmed the mustache videos or mm-hmm. around that time, it was the day I posted the videos. I hadn't posted them yet. Okay, I was at a stop sign, and it just struck me. And he was like, because I was like, how else do I surrender this? I'm praying. I'm in the word. I'm saying I'm surrendering it to you. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the stop. He was like, have you even asked me? And I was like, I haven't even really asked him Mm -hmm. to take this. And Because I felt like I knew what the calling was of pursuing social media and stuff, me trusting him. It was just like, I was expecting it to happen for myself or like by my means of work Mm. and by me doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, I had like an epiphany moment and I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I know what it means to surrender now. And so I was like, okay, God, I was like, I feel like this is what you have for me. So would you take it and you grow it Mm. through because of you, not Because of me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just had such a peace. It fell over me. And I was like, okay, I'm done figuring it out. Like I'm done. Now I truly believe I'm trusting him. And that was a few months of taking. And then, so that same day after I felt like I surrendered it Mm -hmm. fully, we posted the mustache video, went viral. Yeah. And so in all that, I was in shock. I'm like, Hunter. And because I had told him about it. I told Mm -hmm. him about the me praying and the peace I felt, it was so cool and cool for him to see too. Like it was such a testimony of faith. And mm-hmm. so then in the growth, I'm like, cause I said, if you take it and grow it, I will surrender it all to you. Mm-hmm. And so I had that almost that pressure. I mean like, okay, God listened. Mm-hmm. So I've got to surrender this to him uh-huh. and whatever. And so that's why I was like, I'm never going to be ashamed to talk about him on social media and all of that. And Yeah, here we are.
2: Speaking of that, being a a Christian on social media, did you ever feel the pressure of needing to be like super Christian on every single post or feeling the need to like say a Bible verse or say something about God um, where you kind of felt the pressure of like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing?
0: Yes, and it was a struggle. Like, so at first it was fine and I would post... My way of like implementing him was, you know, in the bio and then a video of me reading my Bible, just kind of debriefing on it a little bit. And I was like, okay, that—I mean, that needs—I need to do this because I said I would surrender it to him and never not say his name. Well, it became such a pressure that my quiet time, my alone time, was turned into okay, what kind of video could I make with this Mm. to make sure I'm sharing Jesus's name Mm -hmm. and. So it was. I started getting like almost like oppressed with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, Devin, it's okay. They'll know me by your fruit, mm. and that shifted it for me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're right. And so then from then, I didn't feel that pressure anymore to make sure I'm doing the Christian thing and at least saying Jesus every now and then, right, you know. Right, so people right. knew that yes. we were Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like they're gonna at figure least it hashtag out. It. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what yeah (laughs) even without saying we were christian people were just they could see it in our fruit and just by our actions we're seeing how a relationship can be healthy and fun as christians for your perspective hunter in regards to like when
3: that all took off were you like oh well i guess i'm gonna be involved in this now great (laughs) yeah
1: i yeah i did i felt like now it's a us thing and not a her thing. Mm-hmm. At least TikTok. Like I never thought we would be doing that. Like I thought it was just for fun, you know. And I knew that she had had felt that calling and that pull to it, but I never thought that like it would really be like a permanent us thing, a yeah. long term thing. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And like back to your question that you asked earlier about like did we feel the need to post, or like keep to keep mm-hmm. it growing. Mm-hmm. I would say that we did because it was like, oh, well, we're growing like crazy. Like we need to keep posting and just to me, it was like a let's see what like what happens with it. Mm -hmm. And then in my head, I wasn't actively thinking and then we'll just be done. But like that was kind of like I wasn't expecting that we would still be doing this two years later almost. Because you
0: were a firefighter, too. So you still went to work and it shut off for you. Yes. Mentally. But then it still you have the page and you're watching it grow yeah. and me being like, Oh, we need, I guess we need to post, make more videos. Like
1: I, I didn't even have TikTok. I didn't even have the app downloaded on my phone. Like I think we had over like 2 million followers before I ever even downloaded the app. Seriously. <laughs> I, like relate, I relate to that. Yeah. I, was, like, I think Sarah was pretty me. similar. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. So I was just supporting her. Yeah. But I never really thought that it would turn into a job. I know? mean, to and the now, point where and, and now we transition work, out of your. Yeah. And now your, we work way more than we ever have. <laughs> right you know and you do it full-time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I do too, yeah. so how is that how
2: is that transition because i know that firefighters we, we talked about this a little bit about how you know that's kind of a brotherhood and was that something that you felt kind of called to do or did you feel obligated to do just because the workload started to to get higher transitioning out of you know, firefighter with benefits and and a good job, you know, it's kind of a faith jump to do that and yeah. go all in on,
1: on this. Definitely was a faith jump. Mm-hmm. And yes, I felt the calling to do it. And Devin will tell you that I didn't want to. Sure. Like I didn't want to quit. I didn't. Me personally in my flesh didn't want to quit. It took, it was a long time. Like I battled with it for a long time. I felt like it was coming. Like she talked about earlier. I felt like it was coming, but I just kept kind of pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And then, I had a lot of people um, that were kind of pouring into me. We had this really long conversation with Cam and Mal, actually. It was in Orlando. We were at Universal, and we were in a hot tub. And he. we just had this, like, like, the Holy Spirit was just in the hot tub with us. It was this It, it was, was this crazy, yeah. Yeah, there was extra bubbles in there. I'm like, where is this coming from?
2: It wasn't actually a hot tub. It was yeah. just a pool. Yeah. But there were bubbles exactly. happening.
1: You yeah. so, know, we man. were
2: gassy or it was yeah. A- yeah.
1: So I'm like, so I left there with the mindset. I'm like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm actually going to quit. Fast forward, was it like the next weekend we went to church? I still hadn't went back to work yet because I was on vacation. Next weekend, we went to church, and the sermon was just like, I've never been to church and heard a sermon about like leaving things when it's time, pretty much. <laughs> and that was the sermon. I'm like, okay. It, it was one of those right. sermons. If I don't, we just yeah. like, if yeah. I don't quit tomorrow, right. like he's going to strike me down kind of
0: thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it was almost like, and as viewing him, I never wanted to pressure him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just was like, how are you feeling? And yeah. so I would let him talk. And he knew I was just supportive of whatever choice. And that after service and we were in the truck, he was like,
1: it's one of those, she's going like this. Yeah. I'm nudging him the whole time. Like, like are you hearing this? (laughs) And
0: it was almost like as for an encouragement because I knew he was struggling so much. Yeah. And so when we got in the truck, he was just like, I I, I think God's telling me how many more signs can I give you? Right. (laughs) Yeah. It was one of those moments. Mm -hmm. And
2: were you like,
0: Excited? Oh, I was so excited, yeah. but I still was like, okay, Wait, In, I'm I'm outside. Yeah. Wait, yeah. outside, but inside, I'm like, want. yes,
1: whatever you yeah. want,
0: he'll never have to leave another night. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, so I did quit the next day.
3: Wow. The wow. next day,
1: the, the, the next day, day. the That's Monday, I, I just so happened. It was my first shift back. I was on vacation for like three weeks, went to church that last Sunday. My first shift back was the literal next day on Monday. And I had told everybody that I was quitting before lunch, so that was my two weeks, and yeah. then my last shift was October the eighth of twenty two.
0: Still yep. wild, and I knew how hard it was for him to make that decision because, mm-hmm. honest, it being a firefighter is a pride thing, and yeah. you're like you're proud of it, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think all of his work, people were confused by it, and you know, so many yeah. people at that yeah. point were like, "Okay, is social media going to last?" Kind yeah. of vibe. Right. Yep. Like, why are you leaving a job that you could retire in 20 years at this point yeah. for something that you don't even know if it's going to last? But that is why it was such a God thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And he, he even struggled after.
1: I struggled for a long time after. The month of January, we had really busy. We were super busy, like, around the holidays, and then we traveled. And we came home one time after a long Traveling trip, like the middle of January, I called Devin and I was like, she was doing something busy. I had Ivy with me in the back of my truck, and I, called, I was driving, and I said, if Ivy wasn't in this truck with me, I would drive downtown and go reapply at the fire department. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Wow. I had like I was already like burnout on the not necessarily the social media, but just like the busyness of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I quit in October, and we have not stopped since. I'm like. I get more break at the fire department.
0: Yeah. And that's when we were like, okay, we've got to implement boundaries because this was never supposed to be a burden Mm -hmm. in that way. It was supposed to be fun and, you know, we were called to it. And when you're in God's will, like, uh, sure, there's going to be moments of fear or worry or whatever. Mm -hmm but ultimately when you are in his will, that's the safest place to be. Like you f- mm-hmm. feel a peace and joy. And so not having that, we're like, all right, we've stepped out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening. And I think it's because priorities again, mm-hmm. it shifted, you know? So it's a constant self-reflecting thing of, are we putting God first? Mm-hmm. And so at that point we are putting social media first. Yep. And yeah. so there's been a few moments like that where it's like, he has to snap us back into reality and be like, hold up. Yes. You're I, blessing you with this in this way and you have a calling to do this but right now you've taken it on your own and you're trying to take the reins yeah you know and I'm like I don't want them you can have a <laughs> yeah, take them,
2: take <laughs> take them. Them. yeah. even your content which is very organic and seems like you take you're taking a video and then you're uploading kind of like people don't realize the amount of work that really goes in behind the scenes of all this and so because when you have a job, the thing about a job is that it kind of gives you your own boundaries. If it's a nine to five, you know, you leave work and then you can just enjoy your life and don't have to think about work and you kind of have the freedom to do that. But with social media, unless you create that, it's just kind of an all day thing. I've We've definitely had days where it's just like we wake up and we started and then we didn't end until we got tired until right. like, you know, at 11 p.m. And then. Mm we kind of burned out and then we'd go to sleep and that's not sustainable. So how do you, do you guys kind of, do you guys have a system or implementing any t- type of boundaries in your life to kind of keep you, keep that balance as much as you can?
1: I think we're still figuring it out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been changing consistently changing because it was a lot easier for us when Ivy was still napping, but she no longer like her naps like two Sometimes a three hour nap. We could get so much done during that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a set thing like, okay, I have X, Y, and Z to do. I can do all of that while she naps. So it was just perfect. Um, but she, like I said, she no longer naps anymore. So that mm-hmm. has been a, and we're still trying to work through that. There's one person we're better do better now, most but of the
2: videoing, one does the editing, or how is that? Is there a dynamic there? Or so is,
0: it, yeah, it used to be. I did everything. Well, he filmed, you know, and then airdrop it to me. I'd edit it, which was so hard because I went through a period of honestly hating myself because of watching, editing myself, you know? And I got, after reading comments and things like that, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why am I it was like the people's comments as I'm editing would just like pop up in my head and I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I annoying? Am I whatever? Mm -hmm. And even though to me, like I can, I really do appreciate myself. Like I appreciate who I am and my goofiness or whatever, but the enemy definitely took that and was like really making me struggle with it. And so there was a period where I was doing that, all of that. And of course, and he took over other areas like housework and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, but recently he's been editing a lot of those ones. Like if he films me, he edits it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit there and judge myself. Sure. Like, yeah. cause he loves me and he yeah. thinks I'm the funniest person he knows. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, this is a great video. Like yeah. you post it. I just edited That's one it.
1: this morning. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I so, saw it. it. Oh, really? Was, yeah. <laughs> and
0: so I do all the posting on TikTok, um, and all that. And, but yeah, it,
1: yeah, I still would not have the TikTok app if she didn't TikTok. make me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the app itself, right. do the
0: do
2: the uh. mean or negative comments get to you guys?
0: You so no, I would say in the beginning yes, mm-hmm. because I wasn't used to that. I'd never, I mean, sure you've been bullied some or whatever, but never people say the most hateful things to you on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that very brave behind yeah, the keyboard, I yeah. had to get um, calloused a little bit mm-hmm. to that, and then I was like, why am I even reading it? So I set boundaries with myself to not read it to just stay away. And then, but sometimes notification pops up and it happens to be a mean comment. I'm like, oh, let me see what they sound. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. honestly, like, and it could be because I'm hormonal too right now. <laughs> the other day there was a few comments and I just commented back and I'm like, don't be rude. And it's almost, I'm just annoyed with it. Yes. Right. Yeah. right. I'm just like, get, please don't. It just, yeah. Yeah. And did
2: you, like when you comment back, do, do they kind of be like, oh, sorry, I
0: didn't realize you mm. Most you of the time, were- yes. So hard. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah. it yeah. that way. Yeah, that's the big, right. I didn't
1: really mean it that way. Mm-hmm. You're like, you yeah. said you hated me. Yeah. What, like, what's,
0: <laughs> what's what's what's, what's up get? for interpretation? <laughs> Did yeah. you mean love? Yeah. Did yeah. autocorrect? Yeah. Me love yeah.
2: yeah put an asterisk or something next time.
0: But no. Okay. So go back to boundaries. It's like he said. It's constantly changing. Like we're constantly having to self reflect reflect on our work weeks or whatever. And we'll get into a pattern of bad boundaries. And so we're just all over the place and they're like, all right, let's reevaluate. What are we doing? Cause we don't want one of our big things is so why he brought up Ivy napping is because we don't want her just to see us glued to our phones all the time. Yeah. So a lot of times is it was at nighttime when we had to work. And so after she goes to bed or, thankfully you know she goes to like a mother's morning out program twice a week so that helps us kind of get stuff done i try not to just scroll in the scrolling for myself because i'm like we already post social media so mm-hmm. i don't want to also be stuck in it mm-hmm. you yeah. know mm-hmm. um look what are boundaries y'all have I'm- i feel like we're just starting to figure it out because yeah. since since
3: i only quit my job a few months ago and he's still in his job so yeah. he it just it's interesting because this past week he's had off completely so it's been like a look into what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we we'll have been working from the moment we make wake up until like 11 PM. Yeah. And so we're like, well, this cannot <laughs> be not, what the schedule is. Not, not sustainable. Sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Not,
2: because even if you're not like editing something, it's like thinking of uh, ideas or it's like content ideas yeah. or create, like it's hard to shut that part off right. for and me.
0: I, right. Yeah. And I think people get confused too. Like some people who, complain about doing social media as work. I'm like, oh come on, it is an easy job. Like right. it's a blessing. It's totally. so it so many people want to do that instead mm-hmm. of going to eight to five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some people probably get confused and are like, why do you work so much? Cause all they see is a video posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really there's so much that goes into it. And like more like y'all do skits. Like so those like more thought out mm-hmm. things. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so with ours being the organic <laughs> you we try it'd be to easy. do
2: anything like you guys, it just People Everyone's like, like we like, don't care about your life. Yeah. Do, do a skit yeah. for
3: us. <laughs> Sing. Sing something. Yes. Stop talking yeah. about your yeah. life. Sing
0: again. Yeah. 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 And so, for us, I don't think, it's not the filming part. It's mm. YouTube, yes, because that's more of your time. Mm-hmm. It's like a full sure. day of it. Mm-hmm. Vlogging. It's honestly just the constant not shut off. Like, you're like, okay, yeah. so we have these three videos for the next three days, but then we're going to have to have videos after that. So, on our kind of app. And then, yeah. with brand deal sponsorships mm-hmm. you're sending. That's in. kind of the work part. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the work part yeah. is that. And, um, just which is easy, timeline. but it's yeah. extremely
1: time consuming. It's the that's time. That's what I consuming. tell There's some guys at the fire department, that like, especially when I left mostly, they're like, so what do you do? Just sit at home all day and make <laughs> videos. And I'm like, yeah, just sit around, you know, all day. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like we work way more now than we ever have.
0: Yeah. And I think it's cause it's hard to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Social media. Yeah. yeah. So it's already so alive. Yep. Yeah.
1: Unless you're actively engaged in something that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with it. Yeah. You can't shut it off because it's like constantly you're either thinking about what to do next mm-hmm. or you're thinking about what ideas you're going to have next mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. content. So mm-hmm. it's,
0: I will yeah. add to that and say recently, though, and we talked a little about this last night about it's honestly, I am to the point, though, where I don't feel pressure to post every day. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's almost there is a pressure of being a content creator in the sense of you've got to post every day. You've got to keep up with the algorithm. You've got mm-hmm. to keep up with all the stuff where you're going to become irrelevant mm-hmm. and then you lose your job, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've had to make peace with that and know, like, no, I don't have to post every day. You know, it's we're our own boss. And that's what the luxury of doing social media as a job is. is you're you're the boss. So yeah. you mm-hmm. can, you know, I mean, not when it comes to. Sponsorships and stuff like yeah, yeah. but especially but, yeah,
2: because especially if you're not feeling well, or if you're yeah. feeling sick, or if you've gone through, you know, um, I know you talked recently about going through a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, when you go through something, well, maybe you should ask that question. Well,
3: your, uh, we were just we were just talking oh, were about you? about like how I was saying how after I went through the miscarriage and it was like we were trying to film and I was just like I can't. I just need to sit yeah. on this chair and right. and cry. I can't I can't film anything right now. So it, there is there is like an element of when you when life hits you, life happens, yeah. what how is it how coming to peace with like I'm just not in a place to make a video right now, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to post right now, or I'm not ready to share this thing with my audience yet. Yes. Ever feel like that, that kind of, that Yes, that, that kind you of have pressure. to, yeah. you,
0: um, even after like going through the miscarriage, I'm like, okay, is this something I have to share? Like, yeah. am I supposed to put this out there? And that, I feel like I had good boundaries with that. And I was like, no, you yeah. know, I can share it when I want, if I want, mm-hmm. however I want. Mm-hmm. And, and then same thing that, you know, a few, few months later, getting pregnant again, mm-hmm. um, I can share when I want to, but going through all the sickness and I feel like the last few months, there has been a shift in our, posting because life happened mm-hmm. the miscarriage then getting pregnant again and all the emotions along with that and then the physical aspect of it and mm-hmm. just not wanting to like it's almost like I just went through a period of not caring because realizing okay this is stuff is more important yeah. than just like filming it for content mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how yeah.
2: quickly did you get pregnant after two months
0: miscarriage? wow yeah wow. I, we were, I was shocked. I didn't know. Yeah. Like my doctor told me, he was like, be careful. Most women are more fertile after you have a miscarriage, I guess. Cause it just like cleanses it out. I'm not even sure, hmm. but I was like, okay. And so the next month, whenever I started my period, I was so discouraged because mm. I really grasped that. And I was like, mm. okay. And I was taking ovulation strips and that's something I never did before. And so when it didn't work, Whenever I felt like it should have worked, mm-hmm. I just was like, okay. I was like, no, this is not, it was out of my control, out of my will. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen when it happens again, whatever. And then I got pregnant the next month. Mm-hmm. And wow. so I was shocked because yeah. at that point we didn't track ovulation. We were just like, let go and let God, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, absolutely. Totally.
4: Let go. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Did you go through any period of time where you're like,
3: I need a second? Or were you immediately ready to to, to try again? Yeah,
0: I think. Thank God. <laughs> I just,
1: I oh, it's, what actually I don't know what you're talking
4: about. Yeah.
0: It was so shocking because I thought I, I mean, that was my first time experience miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And so I always, based off of other people that I have seen go through it or whatever, needed time. And so I expected me to want time too after. And so I had a few days of mourning and just kind of the guilt, just mm-hmm. feeling that and kind of having to process all of my emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And unlearning that okay, I was pregnant and now I'm not kind of vibe like what would that like what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And then so I it I was so surprised that I was like no let's try again yeah you know and I think it was also so close together from me finding I was pregnant to miscarrying it happened all in the same few days so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if it happened further along maybe I would have wanted more time sure. yeah but it was so fresh and it just didn't even I don't even know but. I was nervous. I was like, okay, when I get pregnant again, I'm going to be so scared that I'm going to miscarry again. Right. But honestly, like I had such a peace. Got the positive pregnancy test and like, I I was worried that Hunter was worried for me. Mm -hmm. Were you worried?
2: Yeah. I was going to ask like, what was your side of that?
0: I was like, he probably thinks I'm not okay or that Mm. I'm going to be uptight and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, you -hmm. know, every little thing's going to be a miscarriage. And I had Mm -hmm. a few moments like that, but majority, I just had this, unexplainable piece. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was surprised at the the piece that she did have with it. Um, it was, I don't want to say that it was easy for me, but because it wasn't. But, you know, that's really her battle yeah. to fight. And I'm just there to support her through it. And it was early and like all that stuff that she said. But I, you know, I was just trying to be the support person because she actually when she found out she was pregnant the, with with the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. When she found out, she o- immediately ordered Ivy like a big sister shirt. And so when that came in, I knew she did it. So mm. when that came in, like I just hid it. Mm. And then like a week goes by, and she's like, you know, maybe that that shirt never came in. Like, oh, maybe, that like maybe that was God. She's like, maybe that was God saying, like, yeah, maybe so I wouldn't have to deal with it. I'm like, yeah,
0: maybe it was. <laughs> it wasn't it was yeah. this yeah. angel right yeah, here, exactly. right? <laughs> and then. Figuring out he did that for me, yeah. like, showed me – because he's very quiet and not expect- – and he's supportive, and I feel his support. But mm-hmm. it's a lot of times it's not with words. It's just his actions. And him doing that just – it made me boo-hoo. And yeah. I'm like, oh, dang. Like, yeah. you know, that showed yeah. me that was more – that was better than words you could have said. And then whenever – oh, it's going to make me chug a little bit. Whenever I got pregnant the, again – and um, he ended up getting it out and stuff. Yeah. Mm, I love the,
3: like the victory part, mm-hmm. like being on the other side yeah. and that like th- now being excited for your second baby. Mm-hmm. And I just think it, it makes me so hopeful for, for my my own yeah, story. For sure. That's so, so cool.
2: It's so hard to see in the moment when it, when you go through things like that, like what the purpose of it is and why you're going through it. I do believe that everything happens for a reason. Uh, you may not, You may not even know in your lifetime, to be honest, but, but I I think it happens a lot where further on down the road, you see that if that never happened, then we would never be at the place that we're at.
3: With social media being such a people like approval driven industry, because it's all about like the success comes from whether people like what we put out or not, how do you keep that approval from being the number one thing? That you're striving for when really, you know, the the whole goal is that we please our creator. We please an audience of one and that's really what we're working for. But as worldly humans, that can be so hard to practice in, in reality. So how is there a way that you guys have like kept that proper alignment in regards to whose approval you're you're really
0: seeking or have you struggled with that at all i definitely have struggled with that and ironically i've just grown up always being a people pleaser Mm. and that is what one thing why i was honestly shocked and whenever i felt this call in my life and that there was a bigger purpose and you are going to be an influencer to many and i'm going to lift you up so you can lift me up i'm like me are you sure you know what i already struggle with lord (laughs) you know like mental health and all those things, it would end up getting to me because mm. it would make me so insecure because I wanted the approval of others so bad. I never wanted to disappoint people, hurt people, all those things. And with ironically, with social media, you're not going to please everybody. Nope. Not everybody's going to like you. You're yep. not everybody's cup of tea. And I knew that going into it. Mm-hmm. I knew that. But it still was hard. And it was something that I had to navigate through and be like, okay, how do I continue to do this and fulfill this purpose and not think about all that Mm -hmm. and just worry about pleasing him? And I mean, I couldn't do it without him and obviously having support from Hunter and people speaking, encouraging things to me and in my life and just having good mentorship and stuff like that. But it... It's just, it's a personal journey that I've had to come through with my own walk with him. And really, I've I've grown a lot since high school and when I really struggled. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like I can be confident because I'm like, he gave me this call. The mm. world didn't give me this call. Mm-hmm. Susan that's commenting didn't give me this call. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? Susan
2: 2367. <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: It's just personal growth mm-hmm. and as it's a constant sanctification process mm-hmm. my relationship with Jesus. The closer I am to him, the more confident I can be mm-hmm. in who he has called me to be and my purpose and feeling that purpose is important and I know whenever I let the enemy tell me lies mm-hmm. and it that people pleasing comes back mm-hmm. and I get disappointed in our content or myself or all these things and I have to remember that No, God called me to this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just a, you just end up being confident. Like,
1: well, He also made you who you are for a reason. So, -hmm. like, when people comment on, you being annoying or you or or whatever they say you know and i know and the people that matter know that you're not mm-hmm. annoying mm-hmm. you're funny mm-hmm. you know what i'm Thanks. saying so it's like <laughs> i mean yeah that's that can be their opinion of you sure mm-hmm, but right. just because that's their opinion of you doesn't mean you have to believe it it
0: doesn't mean it's true like yeah. people it's i've true had to learn or you have to change right, right. i've had mm-hmm. i've learned that people's perspective of things is their own perspective yep. it doesn't mean yeah. it's true mm-hmm. or that it's what i think or whatever and so just knowing being educated in, in the knowledge of God and mm-hmm. knowing that the people of this world, it shouldn't surprise me. Yep. We live in a broken, fallen world, so it's going to be chaotic and people are not going to be nice. And so, I don't know, just getting that confident, it only comes from him. Yeah, And constantly have to tell myself, i am it's to an audience of one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, I've let people convict me before. And then I've had a back term, like, wait, wait. Only God can convict me. But I have learned, too, it's okay to Mm self-reflect. Like, if somebody says something, like a Christian, I've had plenty of Christians say they're disappointed in me, whatever, and instead of becoming offended by it, used to I would, but I just remember, I'm like, okay, let me, I'll self-reflect on it for a second, but then I'm done. Like, I'm like, no, they think that, but that's not the truth. there has been a time where somebody maybe has said something, I'm like, Okay, maybe I'm not, and I take it to God, and be like, all mm. right, God, now you tell me how mm-hmm. you feel about me in mm-hmm. this.
3: Mm-hmm. That's really good, that's so powerful, because um, that's I'm a people pleaser as well, and that's something that I, same in high school, it was really terrible, and then I started to overcome it, and I mean, now I'm 35, so I am... I always hear that the older you get, the less you care about what people think. And I have definitely found that to be true. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Yes, I feel the
0: same way.
2: Thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that you've shared, guys. Um, You guys are so kind and genuine people. And if anybody meets you, like if any of the haters were to meet you in person, they never would say the the things that they say. People are always brave behind a keyboard, but they would never say these things in person. And like you said, uh, I've heard you say this before, and I, uh, this is a very popular saying, but hurt people hurt people. And it's, it's very true, you know, in wrapping up, like, what do you guys have going on in your life? Like, what are you excited about? You, you know, you, I know you have your podcast. Yeah. that's really crushing it. Yes. So cool. Really exciting. We just launched
0: that, the Salty Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Pregnant With Baby number 2, by the time this is posted, we would have had announced. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been, it's a secret right now. Yeah. yeah it's been our little secret. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, that's kind of taking up everything right now. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really exciting. Yeah. Thank you all for having us on. Y'all are so kind. Absolutely. And like, ditto, if people would just have met y'all and, you know, we met y'all in Vegas and we're like, oh, they're awesome. They're (laughs) so funny. That was was super fun. I'm so
2: glad we we met you there. So as always, we like to end our podcast by saying
3: Goodbye. goodbye. Okay. Wait, there's Did something we, in there. there. was some was that so harmony. We close, some we good dissonance in there, <laughs> <Absolutely>. I think.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you went bass. Yeah. yeah, as I figured you would. <laughs> of course. <I'm>
0: good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So> <laughs> good. Bye. Bye. Bye.